0: Welcome to the Drug History Podcast, Series 1, Episode 13. In our last episode, we looked at drug therapy in traditional Western Samoan and Polynesian medicine. In this episode, we travel to North and South America and look at the drugs and medicines used by the indigenous populations in those regions. Let's start off with Canada. The Canadian Encyclopedia has an insightful article on indigenous people's medicine in Canada. The article was written by Nancy Turner and published on the 7th of February, 2006. It was last edited on the 1st of May, 2019. Uh, what the article says is that since time immemorial, indigenous peoples in Canada have been using plants and other natural materials as medicine They use plant medicines more frequently than those derived from animals. However, they also use medicines derived from lichens, fungi, and algae. In all, over 400 different species of plants have been identified that are used in medicinal applications. The medicine traditions, which incorporate the plants used, the treatments used for ailments, the protocols for harvesting and application, and the modes of preparation, Are similar across the country in many of these indigenous communities they are recognized specialists trained in traditional medicine and their practice often reflects spiritual aspects of healing as well as physical outcomes in many cases the therapeutic properties of indigenous medicines are attributable to particular compounds and their effects on the body but in other instances their application is little understood by Western medical practitioners within these indigenous communities there are specific methods of harvesting and preparation of medicines that are considered the intellectual property of individuals or families we know that the use of medicinal plants has been a part of people's healing traditions worldwide probably from humans earliest beginnings and we've seen this in our podcast among indigenous peoples in Canada, the origin of some medicinal applications is chronicled in stories, such as in the six Siksika or Blackfoot narrative of how a woman named Lustkopf, who had tuberculosis, gave food to a beaver, who in turn gifted her with a vision of a cue for her ailment. She was told to boil the pitch of the Lodgepole pine in water, and drink the infusion while singing a special song. After following these instructions, last calf was cured. When Europeans and other newcomers arrived in Canada, they quickly learned about and adopted many of the plant medicines used by indigenous peoples. One famous example is how French explorer Jacques Cartier and his crew, suffering from scurvy when they were overwintering in Stadacona which is now Quebec City, in 1536, were saved by local Haudenosaunee. The Haudenosaunee brought them a coniferous tree, which Cartier named the Tree of Life, and told them how to prepare it as a medicine. In turn, indigenous peoples in Canada learned how to use medicines from Europe and other parts of the world, such as the latex of the common dandelion. To remove warts or the fragrant pineapple weed to make a medicinal tea new diseases were also introduced by the europeans smallpox measles tuberculosis and some venereal diseases were not originally known or widespread in canada but soon after european contact they spread in epidemic proportions among the indigenous populations Existing medicines were applied to treat these new ailments, and in some cases, new medicines were developed. For example, sweet flag, already an important medicinal plant of the Boreal Forest region and eastern Canada, was used to treat smallpox. Baristan lomatium was used to treat tuberculosis and came to be known as Indian consumption plant. Diabetes has become prevalent among indigenous populations and traditional medicines, such as the inner bark of Devil's Club, have been adapted to treat this new disease. And so the question that may be asked is how indigenous uh, drugs and medicines are used in Canada. For indigenous peoples in Canada and elsewhere in the world, the line between food and medicines is blurred. There is a notable overlap between plant species that are edible and those with recognized medicinal qualities. All different parts of plants, the roots and underground parts, the bark, the leaves, the buds, the flowers, the fruits, the sap or peach have had recognized medicinal uses and there are many different modes of preparing and applying them. Medicinal plants contain a range of diverse organic compounds including alkaloids, glycosides, tannins, flavonoids, resins and volatile or essential oils. The qualities of these compounds vary within the life cycle stage, the plant part, the location and genetic makeup of the plant, as well as what the weather was like recently and which plants are growing nearby. The specific compounds may interact in different ways to produce therapeutic effects. Medicinal plants are treated with great reverence and respect in Canada in acknowledgement of their gifts and service to people. Healers carefully prepare themselves for their work and follow strict cultural protocols relating to harvesting, preparing and administering their medicines. Although some types of healing require particular spiritual preparation, Traditional healers and shamans in Canada have not relied on mind-altering plants or mushrooms to the same extent as in parts of Central and South America. Healers do undergo particular purification rituals to give them special energy that often involve fasting and taking certain preparations of plants as emetics or purgatives said to give them the powers required to do their work. There is often no strict division between physical and spiritual aspects of healing. We have a range of common medicinal plants in Canada, and examples that we find in the Canadian Encyclopedia include the abyss species, which is uh, the family of furs. These contain a range of aromatic compounds, resins tannins and volatile oils. Peach and needles are used as poultice for sores, wounds, bruises, cuts, sprains, burns, bites and infections. The peach and tea of the bark or branches are used to treat sore throat, coughs, colds, and tuberculosis, digestive tract ailments, and as a tonic and purgative. The peach is also used in eye medicines hair tonic, and as a deodorant. The incense from the boughs is used to treat headaches, lung problems, and for spiritual protection. Move on to the arrow. This contains aromatic compounds, including menthol and thurgeon. The leaves, the roots, and the flowers are all used. The leaves are chewed for colds and coughs. The leaves or the roots are used as a poultice for sores cuts, abscesses, burns, boils, skin rushes, and broken bones, as well as for bronchitis and coughs. The leaves of the whole plants may be soaked in water to make a shampoo. A tea made from the leaves is drunk as a blood purifier, for diarrhea, for stomach cramps, vomiting, nausea, colds, coughs, sore throats, headache, toothache, fever convulsions and rheumatism the plant is also used as a diuretic blood purifier and for liver troubles and has been used in childbirth lactation and for gynecological problems as well as for insect bites and as a smudge or solution for repelling insects and as a scent or air freshener move on to the American sweet flag These plants contain a complex mix of aromatic and other compounds which are used in traditional medicine by both First Nations and early settlers. The thick root systems are the main medicinal part which is used as a panacea and to treat a broad spectrum of ailments such as upset stomach, sore throat, colds and coughs, respiratory and lung ailments like pneumonia for toothache, earache, heart disease, headache, cramps, sore chest, cholera, and smallpox. It has also been taken by women after childbirth. The next one is the illness species or alders. The bark of alders is the main medicinal component. The infusion, An infusion or decoction of the bark of various species is used as an emetic, laxative and diuretic as well as for toothache, internal bleeding, hemorrhaging, lungs, cramps, coughs and tuberculosis. And then we move on to the Artemisia species. These aromatic shrubs or herbaceous perennials are widely used as infusions or inhalants to treat coughs, colds and respiratory ailments. They are also prepared as washes or portices for wounds, skin irritations, and infections, for blisters, sprains, sores, and swellings, or as a bathing solution for rheumatism, arthritis, and muscular aches and pains. And the next uh, drug that we look at is ginger, the wild variety. Wild ginger leaves, and especially the root systems, are strongly aromatic. The plants are used externally as bathing solutions and poultices for headaches and body pains, cramps, infections and boils and for spiritual protection. They are also used as infusions taken internally, uh, internally for convulsions, headaches, fevers, measles, colds and coughs and as a general tonic and blood purifier. The willow is also used. The shrub, especially its inner bark, in the form of a poultice or infusion, it is used to treat a range of afflictions, from wounds, sores, cuts, and infections, to toothache, liver troubles, coughs, colds, tuberculosis, and chest congestion, as well as paralysis. The cow parsnip is used as an important springtime edible green the plant was used as a medicine by many indigenous groups across canada the flesh roots were macerated and used as a poultice or in the form of a steam bath for many ailments including boils and swellings bruises toothache lung and hip pains warts rheumatism and headaches junipers are also used for coughs, lung disease, tuberculosis, stomach pains, indigestion, vomiting, and kidney troubles, among other ailments. We find that mint is also used because it contains menthol and other volatile oils. Many indigenous peoples turn this plant into a beverage, but also drink it as medicinal tea to treat colds, coughs, chest pains, stomach pains, and heart problems. It is also believed to help prevent illnesses such as a flu. The Devil's Club is used by many indigenous peoples of Western Canada, although it is very prickly and difficult to harvest. It is a panacea and general tonic and is used to treat many diverse ailments. It is traditionally used in a solution to treat rheumatism, arthritis, ulcers, Stomach and digestive tract ailments, colds, coughs, influenza, bronchitis, and tuberculosis. And it is applied externally as a poultice or wash for boils, wounds, broken bones, burns, and infections. Spruces are chewed as a laxative and taken by women as a postpartum medicine. The aromatic peach and gum of the spruce is well known as a medicinal salve applied externally as a poultice for cuts, wounds, infections, as well as for sore throats, heart trouble, rheumatism, backache and stomach troubles. The balsam poplar has fragrant resinous buds that are used widely to make healing salves applied to open sores, wounds and infections. An infusion of the buds is drunk for coughs, sore throats, and tuberculosis. The roots, bark, and leaves are also used medicinally. Cherries, in particular the cherry bark, leaves, the unripe fruits, and peats contain cyanide-producing glycosides and can be harmful if taken in excess. Nevertheless, the cherry bark is an infusion is well known to Canada's indigenous peoples as a remedy for coughs, bronchitis, and colds, and has also been used to treat heart trouble, blood poisoning, infections, tuberculosis, and smallpox. It is also used as a general tonic. And the last drug that we look at is the false helbo. This plant contains a range of toxic alkaloids that can affect the nervous and circulatory systems and should never be used except under advice from a qualified healthcare specialist. It is well known to the indigenous peoples of Western Canada. The root is the main part that they use, generally applied as an external poultice for arthritis and rheumatism, sprains, fractures, phlebitis, and bruises. It is also administered with great care and in small amounts as a medicine for headaches, indigestion, and chronic cough and as a laxative and pneumatic. Im- it is said to have strong spiritual <laughs> protective powers and is used in purification rituals as a smudge or incense. That covers the first part of our podcast. In the next section, we look at what the U.S. government provides in terms of plants that were used by the native peoples in what are now the American states. We now move on to traditional drug therapy in the North American states. According to the U.S. government, Native Americans are renowned for their medicinal plant knowledge. It is rumored that they first started using plants and herbs for healing after watching animals and birds eat certain plants when they were sick. In order to protect these plants from over-harvesting, the medicine men used to pick every third plant they found. The Native Americans had a spiritual view of life. And to be healthy, a person had to have a sense of purpose and follow a righteous, harmonious, and balanced path in life. They believed that some illnesses were life lessons the person needed to learn and that they shouldn't interfere. Many modern remedies and medicines are based on the Native American knowledge of the different plants and herbs they used for thousands of years. Among the most versatile plants the Native Americans used were the arrow, which we have encountered before. The second one is the Sumac. This plant can be used for multiple medicinal remedies, but it is one of the only plants that the healers used in treating eye problems. A decoction from Sumac was used as a gargle to relieve sore throats and taken as a remedy for diarrhea. The leaves and berries were combined in tea to reduce fever or made into a poultice to soothe poison ivy. The third one is the common blackberry. The Cherokee used this plant for treating an upset stomach. They used blackberry tea for curing diarrhea and soothing swollen tissues and joints. An all natural cough syrup to heal sore throats can be made from blackberry root mixed with honey or maple syrup. To soothe bleeding gums, they used to chew the leaves. This plant is said to be also good for strengthening the whole immune system. The fourth one is rosemary. Native American tribes considered this plant sacred. They used it mostly as an analgesic for alleviating sore joints. This herb was suspected to improve memory, relieve muscle pain and spasm, and to help the circulatory and nervous system the fifth one is mint the Cherokee used to make a mint tea to soothe digestion problems and help an upset stomach they also made a salve from the leaves to relieve itching skin and rashes number six we get red clover this plant has been used by healers for treating inflammation and respiratory conditions apparently Recent studies have shown that the red clover helps to prevent heart disease by improving circulation and lowering cholesterol. Number seven is the black gum bark. The chirogi used to make a mild tea from the twigs and black gum bark to relieve chest pains. Number eight is cat tail. Uh, this is one of the most famous survival plants the indigenous population used for food but also as a preventative medicine because it is an easily digestible food it is helpful for recovering from illness it is called the supermarket of the swamp as it can be used in multiple dishes number nine is the green briar this root tea was used as a blood purifier for relieving joint pain and some healers made a salve from leaves and bark mixed with hog blood which was used to minor sores, scalds, and burns. Number 10 was the Hummingbird Blossom which was used by the Native Americans for treating mouth and throat conditions as well as cysts, fibroid tumors and inflammation. They made it into a poultice to help treat burns, sores, and wounds. Number 11 was the wild rose. The Native Americans used this plant as a preventative and a cure for mild common cold. The tea was said to stimulate the bladder and kidneys and used as a mild diuretic. Number 12 was the saw palmetto. The native tribes of Florida, such as the Seminoles, used the plant for food, but medicine men used it as a natural remedy for abdominal pain. It was said to help digestion, reduce inflammation, and stimulate appetite. Number 13 was the sage. Sage was commonly used as a spice but it was a sacred plant for many indigenous tribes as it was thought to have effective purifying energies and to cleanse the body of negative energies. As a remedy, it was used for treating medical conditions like abdominal cramps, spasms, cuts, bruises, colds, and flu. Number 14 was the wild ginger. Healers used this plant for treating earache and ear infections. They also made a mild tea from the rootstock for stimulating the digestive system and relieving bloating. It also helped with bronch- bronchial infections and nausea. Number 15 was the Slippery Elm. The Native Americans used the inner bark to fashion bowstrings, strings, rope, thread and clothing. A tea was made from the bark and leaves to soothe toothaches respiratory irritations, skin conditions, stomach ache, sore throats, and even spider bites. Number 16 was lavender. Healers use this plant as a remedy for insomnia, anxiety, depression, headache, and fatigue. The essential oil has antiseptic and anti-inflammatory properties, and infusions can be used to soothe insect bites as well as burns. Number 17 was the prickly bear cactus. This is another plant that has been used as both the food and medicine. Native Americans made a poultice from mature pads as an antiseptic and for treating wounds, burns, and boils. Tea was made to treat urinary tract infections and to help the immune system. Number 18 was the honeysuckle. This plant was used as a natural remedy by the Native Americans for treating asthma, but it has multiple healing purposes, including rheumatoid arthritis, mumps, and hepatitis. It also helps with upper respiratory tract infections such as pneumonia. Number nineteen is the ashwagandha. This plant was an important plant for healers because of its many unusual medicinal uses. It was said to treat Bone weakness, muscle weakness and tension, loose teeth, memory loss and rheumatism. It was also used as a sedative and was suspected to have an overall rejuvenating effect on the body as it improved vitality. It was thought to have antibiotic properties and was made into a poultice. Number 20 was the Merlin. This is a tobacco-like plant, and it was mainly used to treat respiratory disorders. It was made into concoctions, particularly the the roots, uh, that were then used to reduce swelling in the joints, feet, or hands. Licorice root was number 21. The root was famously used for flavoring candles, foods, and beverages, but it has also been used by healers to treat stomach problems, bronchitis, food poisoning, and chronic fatigue. Number 22 is Ovaursi. Because of the best affection towards this plant's fruits, it is known as the bear berry and the bear grape, The Native Americans use this plant mainly for treating bladder and urinary tract infections. And the 23rd example is the Devil's Claw, which the Native Americans use to treat various conditions from fever to skin conditions, digestion problems, and arthritis. In the final section of today's podcast, we move to South America. For that, we make use of an article from the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences of the United States of America. It's an article published by Kristin Van Poel that talks about ancient medicinal plants of South America. It was published on the 4th of June, 2019 and is entitled Ancient Medicinal Plants of South America. Christian tells us that in ancient South America there were many plants that were used mainly for their psychoactive components. These psychoactive agents were consumed in a variety of ways including simply eating them inhaling them using animals and brewing them. They were consumed as a tea and they could also be inhaled as a snuff. Among the psychoactive and hallucinogenic plants that Van Poole gives examples of datura, otherwise known as morning glory, and mushrooms such as Psilocybe mexicana. Van Poole also gives examples of maize beer and cocaine, which were given to children as part of the sacrificial processes. Van Poel states that people everywhere identified medicinally useful plants, including hallucinogenic plants, presumably through a process of trial and error. and They passed this knowledge through generations of people. Traditional medicine in South America has produced many useful insights and combinations that have helped advance modern pharmacology. That concludes this episode of the Drug History Podcast. Join us again next time.